Hello and welcome to another date night episode podcast. Good morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> date night. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I probably should change the title. Nah, it's good. All it's right. good. Date day. Date day. Date morning. Following a date. Date coffee. That's true. Uh, so where I wanted to start this podcast off is I had someone reach out to me on Instagram with a podcast topic idea. Um, she actually was wanting to explore seeing a couple's counsellor. And I think she might have been overwhelmed by the whole process. Um, obviously, if you're getting to the point where you want to see a couple's counsellor, you're already there's already stuff going on for you. And then on top of that, you're trying to find someone that you can trust that is actually going to help you and or your partner. Um, so I wanted to kind of explore today our experience with like couples counselling and like how we got there, like where we got the idea, how to find the right therapist, Mm. what we worked through, our our experiences together, and then I guess like how common it actually is, the desire for a couple's therapist is. So how, when I brought up to you that I wanted to see a couple's counsellor, do you remember how you felt about it initially? Uh, I think initially I was probably slightly resistant. I I can't really remember it's that far back. Um, But it was like I could clearly see it was something you really wanted to do. Um, I guess the biggest resistance for me was just the cost. Mm. Um, Like it's a very expensive thing to go do. Um, But the once, once you start going, the value that you get out of it is definitely well worth the cost. Um, but, you know, you, you you should expect to probably be spending like almost $200 a visit with an hour with some, like a professional. Mm. Um, so that's something to definitely be aware of going in and just accept the fact that that's, that's going to be the cost mm. of going. Um, yeah, but that's definitely the biggest thing for me. Um, I think, yeah, once you kind of get to the point where you've hit a roadblock where you can't really see past your own rubbish Mm -hmm. um, and you're kind of just talking through each other, Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely a good sign you you might need to go see someone Mm -hmm. Um, because having like a that third person in the room really allows you to check yourself a bit more Mm -hmm. um, and puts your own, I guess, curtain that you've placed over your, 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 yeah, you've blinded yourself by your own viewpoints. And like, you might actually have some really good points or whatever it might be, but you just struggle to have the empathy and you're so like, uh, you almost end up having like what, uh, like almost like a sibling rivalry with your partner eventually, where it's like, you can just like be quite hostile and, and take for granted like the love you're supposed to have between each other. Mm. And so if you're kind of getting to that point, uh, having that, that that third person can really, really help. Um, but yeah, I was resistant at first, but like I don't think I was all that resistant. No, I I did bring it up a couple times and I think you were, you, you were just like, oh, like, oh, okay kind of 
maybe resistant, but it it wasn't taken entirely seriously. And then I just, I, I brought it up recurringly. And then you're like, oh, I think you saw how important it was to me mm. and how much I needed it. And even for that point, possibly you let go of whatever was troubling you about it and like okay she actually really needs this yeah it's important to her it's definitely good to know in a way that we like i think and i think we did this was we exhausted for me just to know that we had we had tried everything together Mm. before we went out and spent this amount of money like for me i'm a quite quite a frugal person Mm. um and so it was important for me to know that we had like definitely tried every possible way to look at this just between the two of us and then um yeah acknowledging that yeah we're not we're not really getting any further at least for for your comfort anyway like um i may have felt like fine but you definitely were and so that it was really important for you and just accepting that i think what's important to when you get to a certain point in your relationship you have to realize that you are a team and whilst you're not responsible for your partner's feelings, at some point, if your partner is really struggling, you know they're struggling, you can see they're struggling, at some point, as a part of that team, you have to go, okay, the team is now struggling. Mm -hmm. What can we do Mm. that's going to help this? Um, and, And this all started because of the cheating Mm. and I was really struggling to get my hands around that, but I also... I felt so alone. Like this was something that we had experienced together, but I felt like I was the only one dealing with it. And it wasn't that I wanted you to feel, although I'm sure there were some parts of me that wanted you to feel bad. Mm. I actually just wanted to repair it together because there's only so much that I could repair. Even if I was doing my own healing around the situation, it, it, it's, a, it's a team repairing. Yeah. And that's what it is. Anytime there is conflict. And I do want to point out, like, conflict is okay. Mm. Chaz and I still butt heads about things. Mm-hmm. We can still be stubborn. This happened over the past couple of days. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday morning, yeah. we were pretty cranky at each other. Even, and, even in the cafe this morning. Yeah, there was, like, a, a good, like, minute there while we are at the cafe on our <laughs> date morning. And um, I don't even know what it was. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, we, we were talking about... Ashley studied a couple years at university because at one point she wanted to do teaching um, and she decided it wasn't for her. Um, but she still sees like the value in the course and sees a lot of value in just having the accreditation because these days like... People ha- look for credibility. Yeah, it, like having a degree <clears throat> gives you credibility in some sense. Um, and in my honest opinion, which I was saying to her, she's already so much better than what most people are at, at content creating um, for education purposes that I was saying having the degree would be purposeless anyway because she's way better naturally at it as it is. Well, not naturally. She's put in the work. Um, I appreciate both sides of that compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but... For her, it's like, well, yeah, but people take me more seriously if I have this degree. And she was like, give, just simply giving me a hypothetical. Um, she had no intention of actually doing, doing the degree. Yeah. And I was just like, also thinking through the problem, I was like, you're going to have to go back and do pracs that you're not going to enjoy because you actually don't want to do that. You're just doing this for the paper. 
and it's going to be all this hard work. And I was kind of just pointing out the sore points of it, which inevitably felt like um, I was just crushing her idea. Mm. Um, and we kind of got to the stalemate because I was like, well, if you don't want to talk to me about the conversation and allow me to like give you my actual advice on it and you're going to be mad about my advice mm. and why are we talking about it? And we, she, she got quite mad and I was kind of like mad at the fact that she didn't want to hear me out. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I've been on the other end where people kind of like you've got, a, you've got an idea and you think it's a good idea and they kind of point out all the sore points of it and it does suck to be on that end of it and getting some hard feedback can be tough sometimes as well. But, yeah, yeah we were mad at each other for a bit there. <laughs> yeah, with, it's such like a, a simple thing thing to be mad about like it's not even a big topic but I like there was like some strong resistance uh, there especially from me like I, I knew that but I I couldn't put it into words like I I could not put into words why I was feeling the way that I was mm. and so at some point we both just had to like let it go yeah I, well I decided to just try and take a different angle on the whole conversation mm. um and I think I ended up saying something oh i can't even remember what i said yeah it doesn't really matter mm. what our point is it still happens and going to a couples counselor doesn't mean you're never going to fight again mm. and if you aren't having conflict then that's also i potentially a, a problem in itself you especially know? if like there needs to be some conflict and one of you is just being a pushover the whole time yes. then your relationship's going to suffer far worse because you'll be stagnant and one of you is giving up way too much and the other one's taking all. And then you'll feel lonely in, in some senses. And I also think that's what may have been happening previously, just like quickly reflecting on our relationship before we saw a couple's counsellor was I didn't want to seem controlling and it led me to be a bit of a, uh, a pushover to some degree. And then I would it would just all bottle up mm. and then come out late night in bed. I'd just start crying and be like, you never do this. You never do this. I'm mm. so upset. Which I don't, I'm sure you remember. Um, so yeah, it, it, it wasn't just that the, the cheating incident that led us there. And I think that's important to note is that there was other parts of our relationship that we didn't realize at the time weren't working. And that was just a huge catalyst. They, they say pain is a huge catalyst for, change and growth and, and realization i just wanted to say um even like sometimes like yesterday when i was kind of just being an absolute piece of poo <laughs> uh, <laughs> see we've had two arguments and two separate days <laughs> so we're definitely not perfect by any means um but yeah yesterday what, what were we even upset about then i don't remember i just remember the feeling <laughs> I asked you not to say something because I had a realization that making jokes about being pregnant mm. were not serving me in any way. Like it actually gets to me because of my previous experiences. Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe that's a heads up for any guys as well because, like, I drop a lot of just silly jokes um, all the time, which are obviously meant to be taken as jokes. Um, and I was, I woke up super early, um, well before Ashley did yesterday morning and, uh, she came back into bed, um, after just, you know, your usual wake up, go pee, come back. And I was awake and I was, I, she laid in bed and she was like, yeah, I'm awake too. And I was, I don't know, just, I was in a really good mood, but I was just like, when I get in really good moods, 
I tend to the happiness turns to silly and then silly turns to stupid. Yeah. Um, Which and, is fine. Like, and uh, I do love that, but I also really value sleep. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So but, even though she said yeah. she was awake, there was a bit of miscommunication there. I took yeah. it as though she was going to wake up. Yeah. Um, but really she wanted to go back to bed. So I was just being annoying to someone who was trying to go to sleep and I was just like cracking silly jokes. Mm-hmm. And and she's at some point she had mentioned um that like oh her period's like yet to come and i made the joke oh maybe you're pregnant kind of thing mm. um and i don't she- think it was that it may not have ac- it might the joke that you made i think implied Either way, oh, like, okay. it was in that genre. Yeah. Um, which then, like, kind of triggered her because I'm sure many couples go through, if you're not wanting to have kids right now, mm. and um, the anxiety of, like, if your period's coming slightly late, you start, like, having anxiety for a full set week of just, like, oh, yeah. maybe I am, maybe I'm not, who knows. It, um, it, it's also, you know, I've been doing a lot of work and study on on sensuality and sex and understanding i don't know if you've Chaz hasn't listened to it yet but um the previous podcast i did about like libido and and struggles in the bedroom part of the context which i talk about which is the context of your life if you're in a in a situation where you feel nervous that you might be pregnant that can be a contact that stress can be part of the context of your life that prevents you from enjoying your experience in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. And that was like a huge, a a huge realization I had recently that I hadn't yet been able to communicate to Chaz because it just hadn't come up in conversation until yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of hit a sore point. Um, But like, it kind of, it definitely blew out of proportion. And I got like, I, I went from silly, having a silly, stupid time um, through to, like, I didn't even realize I had said something wrong. I was like, oh, well, she wants to go back to even sleep. Even though I did say <laughs> three times. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I did something wrong. And so I got up and I, like, I, I just started my morning and did yoga and things like that and then played some Xbox. And uh, she came out and she was like, oh what you said to me like kind of hurt hurt my feelings kind of thing and I went into this mode where I was like oh I'm being blamed for having just a small joke and I just couldn't like I just got so cranky for this like for nothing and I couldn't shake that for like a good hour and um effectively like (laughs) I was saying she ruined my morning but really I was ruining my own morning um and and yeah but it was funny because I I, like I wanted to say this because it was one of those moments where I was like in my head I thought to myself once or twice I was like it would be good to have a couples counselor right now just so like I would stop being an idiot Mm. because like really I was being so silly but I couldn't get out of my own head and I like I have no shame around Ashley right and so which is a beautiful thing but it also like means you get to see the worst of yourself Mm. um and so I was being the worst of myself and not being able to kind of get out of this like funk Mm -hmm. um whereas if like a independent third person was in the room there's no way I would actually be that rude 
rude just because of their presence. Mm. And then you, you immediately become more reflective. Mm. Um, and that's the best part about having a couple's counsellor. So if things actually get to the point where you can't move past to, through something, and if it's like, even if it's just something like it's been a couple days, like if you've had a, an issue that's been like a couple days of issue, why not just book to see someone that week? Like if you can't get over it within the one day, maybe it's a it's a bigger issue than you realize and you should probably go get like an independent third-party help. Mm-hmm. And you could probably solve that issue within a couple sessions and then also like completely heal and then move on. Mm-hmm. And that no longer is an issue for you if you have the right approach and you're both willing to come to middle grounds. Because a lot of the time it's just awareness of it and then having some kind of either boundary or thing task you're about to do you or you are to do in when that situation pops up to make living with the other person just a little bit better for them or yourself that's that is huge and it's interesting reflecting on it now even the way that we both handle the situation is not a way that we would have handled it before we'd seen the couple's therapist so (laughs) like it it, even the fact that you took space from me, but it, it, there was an issue in, you know, not you thought that's what I needed and you didn't ask me, but that I even the idea that you knew to took space is something that we actually took from the couple's counsellor. Yeah. It, it, it's, and a lot of the things that they might even tell you, you already know, mm. but you just need, you needed someone, whether it's credibility or just like that third-party observational person, to be like, hey, I've worked with other people. Give this a go. See if it works. Yeah. So I wanted to also talk about how I got the idea to see a couple's counsellor. So, you know, therapy is like a huge thing within our culture now. But I was actually listening to a podcast called Ignited and they were talking about their experiences with infidelity. And one of the things they said was, you need to see a couple's counsellor. And at the time that I was even resistant, I was like, well, yeah, but Chaz and I are so good at like learning and self-development. We don't, I don't think we'd need one. And it just played over and over in my head that it was a possibility that it it was kind of like the last, the last avenue. If I was to give up hope, it it, it would be the last hope. Mm. Star Wars reference. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cheeky Star Wars reference. Um, so, you know, and even in bringing that up to you for like the second or third time asking to go to couples counselling was quite scary for me because I was like, this is my last hope. This mm. is the last thread of hope that I have. And if you were to say no, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so. Either be miserable forever or leave me. Yeah. Which I didn't <laughs> know if I had it in me to do because I felt so weak at the time. Mm. Um. So, yeah. And then how how I found Linda, shout out to Linda, was I was doing a, a research for a little bit, just trying to find in in the next 20K radius a, a couple's counsellor. And what was really important was I was looking for someone who wasn't clinical. And a lot of it comes down to marketing as well. Um, so Linda's title was like conscious life counseling. And I liked the idea conscious life counseling. It's a bit like more, how would you describe it? Like 
hum- like personal, like human, maybe even like, I dare I say, woo-woo, even it, though she's like actually a psychologist. Yeah, it just like it kind of makes it seem a little less clinical. Yeah. Like we weren't going to go there and they weren't going to prescribe us like just meds. medication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they weren't going to have that approach of like, you need to do this and you need to do this. It was all, and it was true that she, I think she really cared for and valued both of our feelings and that was important to me. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely great. Mm. Definitely great. I, I just wanted to, like, I had this thought pop up into my head because we were talking about this yesterday. Um, and it's just interesting sometimes in a fight and I think it's funny to just point out because people don't talk about it at all. Um but it's a, a hilarious thing. But anytime like you have like a, a bit of a like a, a strong rift between you and your partner and neither of you can see past it. And I was saying yesterday, it's perfectly normal for the thought in your head to come through sometimes where you're just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. We're over, right? Like everyone has that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you don't act on it. But it's just funny to acknowledge because she uh, Ashley had said like she had that thought at one point when I was just being an asshole oh, the I, other I, day. Hang on, hang on. It was slightly different. Mine, mine was this is it. Like yeah. there's there's no coming back from this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like a catastrophe. Yeah. But like, it's just funny that like I I I, pers- I personally think I could be just taking a big leap here, but I think every single couple when they have like a big argument or some kind of argument, they always have that thought, even though that you don't express it to each other. It's probably important that you don't say that to each other because yeah. that's like an irrational thought that you're just saying. Like it, you've just got a lot of dumb anger things coming yeah. or sadness things coming through your head. Um, but like it's just funny to acknowledge that that thing pops up no matter how good your relationship is. Yeah. If you're going to have an argument with someone, there's a part of you inside that that like dark part that's just like, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to tear this down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is funny. I, I actually, it was interesting when you brought that up because when I was reflecting, I don't feel that way all the time, but some people do feel that way all the time. And that's not actually a reflection on their relationship. It's just a reflection on the person that, you know, possibly when feelings get too intense, it's just this want to run away. Yeah. It's like, I can't deal. I, I'm so overwhelmed that I can't deal with these feelings. And it's not necessarily about the other person, Yeah, which is important to point out. So don't like, yeah, don't feel guilty or shame around having those feelings because mm. people don't want to admit this, <laughs> but it is there yeah. no matter how fleeting that thought is. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so ex- expectations with, like, couples counselling, what we worked through, we took an interesting turn I didn't think we would take, but I'm glad that we did. So, you know, we went there with the intention of I'm feeling this way um, about something that Chaz has done to me and so we need to repair that. So that was the focus for the first two sessions. Yeah. Maybe not even, like, Maybe one not, and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... I, what? Yeah, you just have to have complete trust that that counselor has your best interests at heart, and there's inner workings that you don't understand that they're getting you to work through. That's going to help you with what you're coming with. Yeah. Because if I was to overanalyze what she was giving us, I was like, this isn't going to help me at all with what my problem is. <laughs> I think you're taking a far more optimistic view of um, the. Uh, uh, this is just my like 
clinical analysis of the situation. I feel like, and I, there's nothing wrong with this. I would honestly do the same thing. Um, she was riffing, I think. You know what I mean? You have to, though. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. But I, I don't think it was, like, that intentional. She was just, like, going with the flow with whatever we needed. And and I think that's an awesome way to do practice. Um, because if, like, she's coming in there with, like, her own agenda. ideas and agenda. Like, it's just like in sport. Like, if you're going to dribble the ball down the basketball court and you've already decided what move you're going to do before you even make it, like, how do you know how the defender is going to react? It's a ridiculous, like, like, and people do do that, but it's just a ridiculous idea. Like, you have to, like, adjust in the moment to what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what she was doing, and she was really good at it. Like, she was really good at just guiding us wherever it needed to go. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so after the first session, we, like, we saw her for one thing, and then halfway through the next session, we are kind of, like, solving all these other problems, which inevitably came back full circle to, like, helping us all the way around what i actually see which i don't know if you see in hindsight is she shifted us to working through the foundations of our relationship so the things that are foundational the 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 problems that are you know the cracks in the foundation that need to be repaired so that this other thing or the other things that we initially came in with mm. they can be they can be healed and and moved through. If you have cracks in the foundation, eventually it's all going to tumble down no matter how much you Band-Aid fix these other little problems. Yeah. And so that's what I saw from her. So each session we'd like, we'd come in, we'd talk, we'd have a chat and, um, you know, explore whatever we needed to explore. And then we'd have an activity that we would do. And sometimes we would write the answers down and share them with one another, which was also quite vulnerable. Like sometimes... You know, it requires you to be completely honest and being honest on paper is easy. And then speaking it to the other person, like things that are bothering you or things that you don't necessarily like or um, even just reflecting on, you know, how how often do you think you um, like recede in a fight? I think that was one of the one of the questions was like, how often do you just back down? Mm. And um, I rated myself quite high in that like I, I I backed down quite a lot and I was like shit I do but mm. I, I hadn't realized it until that moment and like even speaking it out loud after having that realization in that moment was really emotional for me mm. so yeah it's it's a lot yeah I really liked how it was task orientated too like she she gave us actual things to do like they didn't take long but you'd sometimes fill out like a questionnaire which I, well, sometimes, I mean, every session you'd fill out some kind of questionnaire like midway through or maybe towards the end. Um, and I like I, coming from a teaching perspective, like it's always important to, you can't just lecture and expect anything to sink in. Like lecturing just doesn't work. You have to have them actually do something with the learning content or even before you even get the learned content, have them something like do something to see where you're at. Mm. Um, and then then by doing is what's actually going to cause it to sink in. And it can like just discussing it is a good way of doing it. But mm. having the combo of like we you'd talk like we would do the questionnaire and then talk about the questionnaire and compare and contrast between the two of us. 
Like you're literally going for, through a full-blown analysis of the way you're both viewing the relationship on paper mm-hmm. and then having an open discussion about it mm-hmm. um, is, is really useful. I also want to point out too, I maybe bar one session, which might even be the first session, mm. after when we got in the car and we drove home, we it was always good. Like sometimes, yeah. I I I remember probably the first session because it, I was so emotional mm. and fragile. I remember feeling like in a bit of a, a lull, like a bit low, mm. but. It was almost like a bonding experience, yeah. like a date night. And I think in part that's credit to credit to us for being honest and being vulnerable and being willing to make changes as well. I mean, there was there was definitely resistance. Sometimes she would suggest things and, and you seemed like a bit resistant, especially when it came to like boundaries. Mm. Um, and I was a bit resistant. Um, sometimes as well, or I didn't want to show up fully in the moment because it was just so overwhelming. Um, so I don't want to put it out there like, yes, we had this glorious time and we we absolutely nailed it, <laughs> yeah. which we did walk away feeling like we nailed it each time. But Yeah, usually. I think we, I, I, I don't know if I'm recalling this wrong, I think once leaving a session, because like the session never stops once you leave, like mm. especially after you've opened up all of these like Can top, worms. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like you you hop into the car and pretty much the whole drive home, you're going to be talking about what just happened, um, and that. So like once you leave, the session continues effectively. Mm. Um, and I think once we did have maybe an argument on the way home, maybe I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm like there was just like some tension. Um, like, so there was something we, we didn't quite move past in the session. Mm. Um, so that's just something to be aware of as well. Like once you're out the door, you're probably still going to continue those conversations and sometimes it might not be perfect. Um, but usually we left feeling pretty good and we had some really good open discussions on the way home as well. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it was kind of nice the fact that we had to drive a little bit um, yeah. So like you've you've got like a good thirty minutes in the car together to then debrief just one on one. So that was nice as well. So don't be too disheartened if you have to actually travel to go see a good therapist because mm. it can actually benefit you on the way home anyway because it's like you get a whole extra half an hour or hour back in your pocket. Um, so you can halve your uh, expenses then. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's personal development, tax deductible. <laughs> oh, really? That's not a bad idea. Like, <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think, uh, I think too, yes, I was intentional with who I picked, but I also think we were lucky in that regard. Um, you know, my personal experience with finding therapists in the past, I had to choose through four different people. So also don't be disheartened if the first person you find you go you go to them for a couple sessions and it's just not working for you to find somebody else and like i'm more than happy to i mean i've i've already given her name and her like business name so i'm more than happy to recommend her in fact we have recommended her to other people many times and we we know people that have gone to see her and even in talks with someone last night while we were out, they were seeing a couple's therapist themselves. So it's it's beautiful to me that it's not 
I mean, I was going to say not rare. Maybe it is rare at our age. But I don't it's think not it's common. Rare. Yeah, it's just people don't talk about it. Yes, that's huge. Yeah, I, I think it happens a lot more than we realise. Yeah, just I don't think it's spoken about. Mm. Um, and which is like sometimes fair enough because I like there is a right way and a wrong way about displaying all of your personal business. Yes. Um, and you definitely don't want to be like putting your partner on blast on social media or anything like that. Cause or even to your friends. Well, yeah, hundred percent to your friends. Like, and if you are going to like talk about your relationship, like I always, I, I don't think I've ever really, and this is like kind of like, testament to how good our relationship is um but like i i've never spoken badly about you to any of my friends yeah um which is which is awesome because like in the past i've been so like annoyed with like things that have happened in previous relationships that i would like vent to my friends about like my relationship but Mm -hmm. i think like the the biggest difference is is like if you're actually communicating with your partner well Mm -hmm. you won't ever have the need for that yeah and your friends don't want to hear that bullshit anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't think. I, I like, there's nothing. Sometimes it's juicy, but yeah. it's also, <laughs> like, it gets to the point where it's like, if you're hearing the same rubbish from your friend, like, the next week after, and he hasn't sorted that, or she hasn't sorted that stuff out with it's their so partner, it's just disappointing. It's like, what do you mean you still got this problem? Like, yeah. don't talk to me about it again. Talk to your partner. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Like, not saying it's not good to reach out for help, but no, it's just like, don't wait, be what? stuck in a cycle. There is a way, like you said, to talk about these things. It's okay to talk to your friends and confide in your friends. And, you know, like, this is what I'm struggling with right now. But, yeah, if it's the same thing every week for, like, a fucking month, it's like, man, what are you doing? Mm. Come on. Like, I've I've given you everything that I can from my experiences. If you've implemented them and they haven't worked, then, like, you have there's something that's got to change or if you haven't implemented them it's frustrating for me because yeah. i'm trying to help you <laughs> yeah it's insulting in a way to the <laughs> yeah. person trying to help you because you're like i gave you all this advice and you just mm. threw it away like well, why are we even having this conversation if you're gonna waste my time yeah um you do you, you do and yeah people don't want to admit it as well people don't want to do the work but you you do have to deal with those feelings and those thoughts on your own to some degree and when you're especially if you're bringing up to a friend who is friends with your partner as well it has to come from a place of like um you know both of us you know i I, like i need some support if you've you know what's your take on this kind of deal not necessarily like i need to dump all my emotional shit on you because i can't handle it anymore yeah and you could you could 100 percent shift your friend who is like friends with both of you their perspective of your partner Mm -hmm. and just ruin the relationship or make tension in the like the fr- friend group for no real reason. Um, well, there's a reason, but like it's just it's, it's yeah, it's not it's not smart. And with the social media thing, like if you put your partner on blast, um, then you're risking the detriment of your partner's connection to families and mm. like both sides of the family and things like that. And then your business is out there and then repairing the relationship is so hard because your partner's going to be feeling uncomfortable anytime they're invited to like some kind of group event because they're aware that everyone knows what's happened. And so that's a whole nother level of shame that they now have to try and get over and like people who can do that like it's really really admirable Mm. and like i 
I'm so impressed by people like that who still manage to repair their relationship after something like that because that is a level of courage that is just so extreme. Um, Yeah, which is super impressive. And and something that I want to point out there is that even if that does happen, it's not your responsibility to repair your family and friends relationship with you and your partner like that that is their responsibility and they do have to respect your choice at the same time um so even if that does happen i do want to point that out yeah mm-hmm. cool cool there was something else that i wanted to add but i can't quite put my finger on exactly what it was what were we just talking about oh i yeah it was down to it comes down to respect um not airing your dirty laundry to other people about your partner. Mm. That's and dealing a lot of the if okay, here's a great example. Let's say you and I have a problem and we're out at a party or with some friends. I'm not going to go to my friend and say Chaz just did this to me and I'm like it's really hurting me. They're probably going to see it on you anyway. They're probably going to check. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just feeling a little hurt right now. I'm like, I'm all good. I can, I can deal with it. If you start speaking from that space of I'm hurting and he's the enemy, like you said earlier, it is going to like, it can change the friend's perspective. But also to me, it's like a complete disrespect to the relationship. Like you are a team and you don't, if you're playing like a basketball game and your team is disappointing you or hurting you, you're not going to go to the other team and be like, this fucking, (laughs) I know exactly what they're doing. Mm. Maybe that's a bad analogy. Yeah, it's a tough one to sell that one. But, yeah, it would be. Yeah, because we're all playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you wouldn't go talk to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else to add. If there's something that we skipped over um, that you want to actually hear about more, I feel like we covered all bases, though. Um, don't be afraid to reach out and ask me, um, and I can talk about it on the podcast as well yeah but thank you for being open and talking about it yes yeah definitely i uh, it's really good when we have people reach out and ask questions Mm. um because like these conversations are really awesome to have first Mm. of all and don't get had very much Mm. i i've definitely not been like part of or heard many of them other than between you and me Mm -hmm. um and yeah especially young like a young couple's perspective Mm -hmm. I value I value our relationship a lot, so Me too. Yeah. It's Agreed. Good. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Enjoy. Bye bye. <laughs> Something that we also forgot to mention was how frequently we saw our couples counsellor. So in the beginning we saw her once a fortnight, probably for the first three sessions. And then after that she recommended for us to see her monthly and instead because she was liking our progress and then we saw her probably twice for that monthly stint and at the end of the last session she said that she was happy with our progress and she was checking in with how we felt and she said that you know we don't necessarily need to see her anymore and if that suits us and we were happy to so I highly respected that she said that she wasn't just in it for the money, that she was actually very, um, you know, honest. 
Um, and that boils down to, again, trying to find the right one, which was the initial question that I got asked on social media. And really it comes down to um, word of mouth is the biggest thing. If if you know someone who's worked with someone, that's the best way that you can in, in invoke trust in the therapist because you know that it's worked for other people before. But also, you know, asking yourself, what do I value? Do I value the clinical side of things? Do I want someone who is emotionless and expressionless? And maybe that's your jam. That's not my jam. Um, and that's why we went with Linda. But, you know, maybe you you guys both value spirituality more. And so you're more inclined to, to go to a holistic therapist whose marketing is all about, you know, connecting with the soul and, and things like that. So figuring out what it is that you both value that you have in common and uh, go from there. I hope that answers your question and I promise I'm done now. Okay, bye. <laughs>